Um, okay, so hi and welcome to Matthew chapter 9. Let's get straight into the scripture. So the first part is Jesus healing a paralytic. So, and getting into the boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people uh, brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, rise and walk? but that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. Okay, so the first point that I have on this is that when God heals our sins, other people can look at that and be like, what? No, why are you not healing their bodies instead? But that's not the whole point. Jesus came down to save our souls, not just to fix up our bodies and then we just end up going to hell anyway. No, he came to save our souls and then physical, yeah, he can heal that too. But the first thing, that is of paramount importance is our souls. My second point is that Jesus said it's better to cut off your arm than for your whole body to be thrown in hell. So we need to love God and let him change our hearts. So another point I said is he knows what our bodies need. So why do we place that on such a high level of importance? He knows we need to eat. He knows we need to sleep. We need to drink, you know? He knows everything we need to we need to do and he does that for us. He provides that for us. So, but when we don't have one of those things, why do we place it in such a high thing where that's like the most important thing the most important thing is your soul where is your soul at because this world is what maximum 100 years long and then you're dead eternity is eternity you know that's what matters not your body now um another point is jesus has the authority to save and forgive us of our sins as well as healing our minds and bodies with just a few words um, we shouldn't forget that and limit his ability to just one thing also another point is um it says when jesus saw their faith and their faith is referring to the people that brought down the paralytic um so yeah my next point is when he healed the paralytic it wasn't his faith that did it it was when jesus saw their faith it was the faith of others that healed the paralytic um which is where i said get in fellowship with other christians ask for prayers when you need them and realize the importance of other people being around you having a godly community okay so the next passage is jesus uh calling matthew so as jesus passed on from there he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax booth and he said to him follow me and he rose and followed him and as Jesus reclined at the table in the house behold many tax collectors and many sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples and when the Pharisees saw this they said to his disciples why did your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners but when he heard it he said those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick go and learn what this means I desire mercy and not sacrifice for I came not to call the righteous but sinners so about this I wrote that um everyone hated tax collectors back then like you know like people were already struggling and these men are now coming back and telling you have debts and just everyone hated them basically back then um and imagine now Jesus showing love and compassion to a tax collector imagine how that must have felt for Matthew um I wrote down um, Matthew must have just finally felt seen and loved, you know, because everyone around him probably would spit on him, hate him, do you know what I mean? But Jesus literally looked at him and said, you know what, follow me. Like, it don't matter what you are, who you are, um, what kind of sinfulness you're in, come here, you know? And yeah, I wrote, we, we need to know, regardless of what we've done or how people view us, we are children of God and he looks at us with love and compassion. A side note as well that isn't actually written down, but I just want to mention is that whenever somebody does you wrong as well, remember, they are also God's kid. That is also, Jesus also loves them. He also created them, formed them in their, in their mother's womb. And they could be doing bad to you. They could be X, Y, Z. They could maybe deserve your hatred, but don't do it because that's also God's kid. So always remember that it's tough, but yeah. So a question about fasting. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come where the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. 
for the patch tears away from the garment and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skin will burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into new wineskins so both are preserved. So yeah, to this I wrote down in my Bible that we fast now because we want Jesus to come back, you know, we need his return. And I also wrote that people back then also um, fasted because they were longing for a time where God would show favour to Israel and Jesus is that favour. I wrote that down in my Bible so I'm just gonna let you guys know. So moving on to a girl restored to life and a woman healed. So while he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him saying, my daughter has just died but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Um, and Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples and behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I touched his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, go away. Um, for the girl was not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. And when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl arose. Uh, and the report of this went all throughout the district. So to this year, my points are, this woman was discharging blood, the one that touched his garment. And in Leviticus uh, chapter 15, verses 19 to 25, it says that women um, discharging blood shall not touch anything. And if they do, whatever they touch is unclean. Um, and the woman knew that, but she also knew that Jesus is a miracle worker. So she went and touched him anyway. And that healed her. So this shows me that Jesus isn't just about law, okay? It says Leviticus, you can't touch me. How dare you touch me that? that's not him what he is is love if you need me come to me and i will help you and also the old law of being unclean if you're passing blood also applied to people with hemorrhages back then um staying away from people meant that blood-borne pathogens did not pass around i'm mentioning this point because to me it was a thing of oh that's so unfair like what just because someone's bleeding like why why does that mean that they need to stay away from other people so it was just i didn't get it and it just made me kind of sad so i researched more into it and yeah so what it says is um this all seems harsh that's what i found um but it protected the sick themselves it's not about other people and them man being clean because they're not around the blood but it's actually about the person that's bleeding them being away from other people because they are in a weaker state because they're losing blood so what i wrote to this is that even in the old testament god's rules however unfair they seem to us when we just first read them they're all stemmed in love and to protect us from what we don't even know or understand you know at that time they didn't know that them like having this and that is like a serious health condition they didn't but he god knows so he was like all right you know what do this and you'll be calm and there's so many situations in the bible where that's the thing like he knows more than us and whatever he says seems so harsh, but it's like at the end of the day, he knows better. And then we realize, I'm like, oh, that's what you were doing, you know? So trust him. So the next thing is Jesus healing two blind men. So, and as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened and Jesus sternly warned them, see that no one knows about it but they went away and spread his fame through the district so to this i wrote um firstly i don't, I, I just want to mention he legit told them go ahead and don't do this and they run and do it make that make sense if somebody if i couldn't see and it says men so they weren't even little boys if i couldn't see for years of my life and i was a grown man or a grown woman and then someone comes and heals me and gives me the opportunity to to enter job prospects that i couldn't because at that time come on they're limited so it's like at that time if you couldn't see it takes away so much of your life because you really can't do much um but yeah someone comes and restores that for you and you can legit do whatever you want now and he tells you oh by the way can you just not tell no one and then the first thing you do is go and tell people it just makes me so depressed when you think about it because why why like right now i can't even think of what the worst thing for me is imagine i lost a leg right god forbid but imagine i lost a leg and then um jesus came down on my bed he was like okay here you go and he gave me a new leg and he was like tell no one that you lost a leg 
am I gonna now go and put it on my YouTube and preach to people and be like, oh, by the way, Jesus healed my, no, obey, he literally, you can see the power he has, and yet you're not listening, ugh, anyway, that wasn't even one of my points, I just wanted to rant a bit about this, anyway, so my points about this is that Jesus opens our eyes, mouths, hearts, souls, bodies, we are in desperate need of his power, and I think I also said this because of the next part, uh, part which says that Jesus heals a man unable to speak, um, as they were going away, behold, uh, a demon oppressed man who was mute was brought to him and when the demon has uh, had been cast out the mute man spoke and the crowds marveled saying never has anything like this been seen in israel um and the pharisee said he cast out demons by the prince of demons um so yeah that's why i said he opens up everything for us um also jesus has said multiple times now your faith has made you well according to your faith may it be done to you and do you believe that i'm able to do this and then when they say yes it happens all of them are connected and stemmed in faith if you believe and your faith shows how serious your walk with christ is so yeah your faith shows how serious you are and how much you know and believe him okay so the next point is the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few and jesus went throughout the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction when he saw the crowds he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd then he said to his disciples the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray earnestly to the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest yeah to this the harvest is many souls many lost souls there are so many lost souls in this world like that's why the gate to destruction is massive but the gate to actually truth and god is very narrow um and yeah we just need to help point people towards that narrow thing you know there are yeah but basically that's what the harvest is many lost souls and um the laborers are us but christians um and what we need to do is just chat about Jesus, tell people about Jesus, tell people how they can be saved, how um, how great he is, how they need to worship him, how they need to live as he says, how important it is, um, how our time on earth is limited, you know, how we need to just help, man. The laborers, they're few, but they shouldn't be. They, they should be a lot. And yeah, the harvest is plentiful because there's loads of people to save and the laborers are few because not a lot of Christians are out there boldly preaching about Jesus and not saying um like progressive things like oh yeah there's many ways you can get to god but actually saying huh, if you believe the bible no jesus is the only way the way that's it and yeah we just need more laborers so yeah just talk about jesus help people as much as you can don't see it as like this intimidating scary big thing literally just speak about him as if he's your friend as if he's your father because he is you know so just be like oh yeah he saved me because of this he saved me from this i was like this but now i'm not because of him um and you can start with your friends you know whoever's close to you whoever's your family your friend whatever and there's no set structure of it you know you can speak about it in the way that makes sense to you in the way that you feel like it will be received well etc and yeah i pray that that becomes easier for you if it's hard for you and i pray that if it's not hard for you that you continue doing it and reaching many many souls and planting many seeds wherever you can and yeah that concludes matthew chapter 9 thank you so much for watching i will catch you in matthew chapter 10 like comment and subscribe for me because it really does help and i will catch you in the next video